All right, so I'll just start off by saying this is KVRX Exclusives, and I'm here with UK producer and electronic music artist Jez Tolls. Um, besides just having to, uh, you know, do everything on Zoom and uh, <laughs> not being able to go anywhere, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, yeah, just uh, taking it day by day, living on the internet as is um, now daily life, in fact. Like, it's it's very crazy. But um, I've been trying to keep myself busy with the music. Um, I've got uh, the EP, which is coming out the end of April. So um, just kind of planning on that and making music and listening to my friends' music, sharing music. Um, it's been like a very kind of collaborative time, I've found. Yeah, that's interesting because you'd think it's like a time where you don't really get to collaborate a lot. But um, yeah. how how would you say like your artistic process then has changed from COVID? I know that uh, you started out doing a lot of stuff with like MIDI controllers and like mm -hmm. Logic. Is that still kind of your workflow or have yeah. you, how did that change? It's been really interesting, actually. It's it's not really changed massively at all. I mean, I the thing that I love about making music is reaching people that I would never get to reach. I guess I was really like kind of brought up on the internet and I was a part of like the SoundCloud communities, the Bandcamp communities of independent artists. And, you know, it was with that, I was able to kind of reach people all over the world and, it was through the internet. Like it wasn't through going to studios or anything. Like I have my home studio with my MIDI keyboard. I'd make the beat and then send that to an artist. So I wouldn't say the process has changed, which is um, interesting. But um, I think I've been exploring samples a lot more um, just because of this new project that's come, that's come about. And um, I've been making more organic samples. So sampling um, trains, sampling like the sound of people on the street, conversations, recording it into my iPhone and then putting it into the tracks. Um, like uh, Tear Me Down, the newest single, for example, like there's just, there's loads of tiny little FX and um, like folly drums and stuff like that that I've added into the um, track afterwards. So it's it's been, been cool to kind of... Um, yeah explore different sounds and different soundscapes yeah that's interesting it's like i don't know electronic music is like so open to experimentation i guess it's like that a time like this it's it's can almost be freeing to like have to think of all the possibilities yeah definitely i mean people set out to make um dance music I know I set out to make like trap music but it's morphed into something so much more melodical and away from just the standard dance floor beats like it's you can really make compositions and true like almost like masterpieces of of their own which people would you know you look back at like the kind of 60s and 70s when recording was first becoming a thing and like the Beatles they would, you know, play all the tracks into one, like it would be everyone at the same time 
playing the guitar, playing the drums, but with electronic music, it's just so diverse. You can add a million different things, a million different snare sounds, for example, for one snare, for one beat, or like a 500 guitars with like reverb effects. Like it's endless. The possibilities are really endless with electronic music. Yeah, so I actually want to like backtrack a little and like ask you a little bit about like how you got into start making music I know that you started off like a lot of producers do nowadays like experimenting on SoundCloud what was Mm -hmm. it that drew you into music though specifically um I think our it's hard to really place like the first influence um my cousin gave me a MIDI keyboard and was like, I must have been really young and was just like, download Garage Band and like play about with it. And I would every single night, I'd just, I'd go with that. Um, but I guess also um, at school, we had these keyboards. I don't know if it's the same in America, but for like music class, you have keyboards, like everyone in the class has keyboards and you have like different effects. So there'd be like a violin effect or like a DJ effect and like the music class would just be like crazy and everyone be running wild and stuff like that but that was really kind of I guess the foundation of what um I do now was like experimenting there um but yeah like um lots of YouTube videos lots and lots of YouTube tutorials um like hours spent watching youtube videos um that i will never get back um but yeah i I guess uh just kind of diving into the internet listening to songs as well that's something that i really love to do is work out how someone's done something and try to recreate it um in my own way i guess yeah yeah it's like very diy in a way um Mm -hmm. how well so did you like go to a performing arts school in was it secondary school i think that's what yeah okay yeah secondary school um what was is it high school in america is that what yes yeah yeah so um no it was just like a standard kind of um it was a bit religious um but it was just kind of like a public like anyone could go um to a school and yeah we just had like a music education that was quite well um pushed i mean i had a great uh like there was a great music department at my school um that pushed kind of like jazz music and classical music and big band and stuff like that so i was really blessed in a way to have that um i think a lot of schools kind of devalue music education um it's quite a common occurrence because you know music itself is not seen as something um I, I don't know like I'm like maths or science it's kind of pushed aside um yeah but it is a science it's a it's, it's a science and there's maths in it you know every single day I open a project and it's got to be four four beats and it's got to go exactly on the certain transient and you know the, the, there's so much kind of um method to music that it's I just feel like it's quite underappreciated um but yeah, it's it's uh, interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
especially in America, I should add. Yes, yes, for yeah. sure. I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't know too much about the American school system, but, I, you know, there's a lot of American artists that, um, you know, they'll, they'll talk about the kind of um, their foundations, and it doesn't seem like the music classes are very um, uh, inspiring in the same way that, I guess, the music classes is helped me in um, England. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, but I was, <laughs> I was interested in knowing, like, how did you arrive at your current sound? Was it mostly through experimenting with things you heard other artists that you like do? Or would you say it was like more of just like a personal process of like tracking what it is that you wanted to do or a mix of both? Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't really know. I have, um, I'm not sure what my sound is, to be honest. I mean, I'd, I find it so hard to categorise because all of the songs are so different, so like vastly different. Um, and I guess it's something, every, every other track, you kind of try to make something new. Um, but I always knew I wanted to incorporate world music. Um, so with the steel drums and the kalimbas and the, the just other drum things, that was something that I always said to myself, jazz tools is going to, this is what it's going to be. Um, is that It has to have that sound. Um, and yeah, I think producing for other artists as well really kind of um, helps me formulate my own sound because it was... I, they'd come with an idea, a concept, and you know, to make it my own, there was always something that I wanted to add, uh, kind of some subconsciously, I think, subconsciously. Um, yeah, yeah that, that's your Spotify, that's yeah, your Spotify bio mentions that you really like Burial and the XX, and you consider them yes. your artistic shamans which i thought yes it's uh, a great choice of words but also i i definitely can hear that influence uh especially in your latest single tear me down yeah um Ye i thought that cynthia i believe that's how you say it cynthia's yeah, yeah. vocals are like i don't know i almost had to check that she wasn't the singer from the xx because oh wow yeah, they have no, the same like beautiful tone. yes yeah yes i'm so glad you mentioned that um it was I, I remember hearing the track like um her take for the first time and i thought the exact same thing i was like wow this is an xx moment like am i the next xx like what's going on like this is crazy <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, I, I was so influenced by um, their first album. I used to be one of those like indie teens with like a tumbler that would like, you know, the, the X pattern was everywhere. Like it was so hard to kind of, um, you couldn't avoid it because it, it was everywhere. And that album was just so simple yet so kind of... Um, well done and I, I was really inspired by that and I still am um I think um Jamie XX is just like an incredible producer and I think um like you say the vocals they just they're, they're so kind of it's not moody but it's like um I don't know you know how, how 
how people would say Billie Eilish is moody now. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she gets that a lot. It's that kind of feeling of just being like um, not someone that belts out a song, but someone that really kind of pours emotion into it, like raw emotion. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you picked that up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I I totally relate to what you said about being like an indie kid and I yeah. guess we are similar in age. I'm twenty, so like Yes, yes. It was it was definitely a zeitgeist, uh the Tumblr indie so, Oh my god. Yeah. I I, I I still use Tumblr to this day and I get um hounded for it. All my friends are like, What are you doing? Get off Tumblr, like there's there's no one on there, like but it's that was such an amazing sight and it was such an amazing kind of um like cultural moment i don't know anyone out there that um is you know wondering what tumblr is just make an account and honestly it's it's still great to this day so yeah (laughs) yeah i think yeah it's definitely a great cultural moment um it's like I don't know all the sadness or like yeah. unhappiness of grunge, but made sort of poppy and like cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, like it, yeah. it. It really was that kind of um, outlet for um, depressed teens. I guess you could say that. Um, we're all going through this wave of like navigating life, and um, it yeah, it really kind of. I feel like it really. Um, it was definitely a moment. <laughs> so, yeah. So I mentioned that you were very young. I believe you're 22. Is that right? Uh, 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, very close in age to a lot of college students. And you mentioned mm-hmm. you were in in university yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I currently study uh, French um, in England, but I'm on my year abroad at the minute. Um, in my third year, um, studying French in France. So I, I came here like three weeks ago. Um, and yeah, just um, enjoying France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know when you're this young, like speaking from experience, it feels like, I don't know, you're always experimenting or like in this state of revision with your identity and your interest. <laughs> Do you feel like you're at a point where you've matured as an artist and you've like found where you are or do you think that you're still like in the experimentation phase um it's difficult because and i i always i i really planned out my career when i was young i was one of those like people that like i i to go to bed to dream i would dream about what i would do what I was going to do and what my projects were going to be and stuff like that so I I kind of had it formulated from a really young age but I think um I wouldn't say I'm completely there with the identity of jazz tools just because there's so much that I want to achieve Um, and it's been a long time coming to kind of put out the songs that I've got and I've 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 really kind of paced it out. Um, I've spent like years mixing different tracks. Um, like with Tear Me Down, that was something that I wrote when I was 14, 13. Um, 
and I only came back to it last year and just by chance like the lyrics and then reproduced it so I feel like it's it is interesting um because it's also like the parallel of being an artist and uh, being me like it is very interesting um, but um yeah I, I think identity is also interesting in regards to being a producer um and not singing on the tracks because I, I don't sing um I just make the beats and write the lyrics like that that that's um I guess I'm more behind the scenes um and in a way that allows me to kind of um hide some identity like I can't say all my vocals have really improved from the last three singles because you know I haven't um my vocals aren't really on the track um but yeah, it's, it's um, I think, does, does that answer your question? Yeah, well, I think it's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned, like, because being a producer, like, your identity is sort of obscured or uh, you're kind mm -hmm. of, like, communicating maybe, like, through a vector of someone else, uh, their vocals, you know. I was yeah. wondering, like, specifically for your single, Tear Me Down, like, where did that choice come from to use Cynthia's vocals specifically to tell such, like, a deeply personal, it seems, story? Yeah. Um, well, the track is about, um, like, I being emotional, basically. Um, and, like, Don't Tear Me Down and My Feelings is really the 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 kind of main statement from it. Um and it was kind of, I guess, an exploration, I see it now, of how, like, masculinity is viewed um, in that a lot of the time we think to be masculine means that you can't be emotional and vulnerable. So I kind of wanted to play off that and use Cynthia's vocals as a female vocalist because it really kind of, I guess, it, it, it almost, like, emphasizes the the irony in that you know vulnerability is never really taken seriously um and yeah so I, I heard one of her tracks um called dirty streets and it has this really cool video um and she's just such an amazing artist such an amazing artist um and i love her tone and yeah i, I just kind of emailed her and um, sent her like a rough demo and she loved it and like recorded the vocals like two days after in like one take and the ad-libs in like another take and sent it back and then the track was kind of done it was it was really weird but um amazing at the same time and yeah she just brought like a a really good kind of tone um the XX thing that you mentioned was kind of, I guess that was exactly what I was going for as well, was that kind of like haunting vocal. Um, and she just delivered like 100%. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I yeah, like I, I definitely heard that in the track. And um, I don't know, I was mm -hmm. interested to know with your upcoming EP, is it it's El Paradiso? Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, do you plan to, with that EP, did you kind of go in the same direction of, like, telling sort of 
more personal stories or like uh or or giving you know commentary i guess to like different things you struggle with personally yeah. with your identity like or or would you say it's more of just a collage of some other things you wanted to put together um i mean it it was at, at the beginning it wasn't very kind of thought out it was just more like um these are a collection of songs that like are really they they sonically sound really similar um but then i guess like a theme did kind of arise so within the past like few um weeks i've been really kind of like changing some of the lyrics and re-recording some of the like verses and stuff which has been super interesting um and also very stressful um but there is like definitely that theme of um understanding of me um which is really kind of uh i it, it's something that like uh was really um it it felt really good to do um to do that yeah yeah i definitely think like i don't know uh I guess, uh, like, sorry, I'm blinking a little bit, but uh, tear, me down, <laughs> tear Me Down has maybe like a slightly poppier sound than maybe I've listened to some of your earlier stuff from like 2015, yeah. 2016, and it, it's more atmospheric or mm -hmm. ambient. Uh, there's like samples from like people talking in the crowd, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah. can, will, will we be able to expect like, something different from this ep or yeah it's definitely an evolution of sound um i listen back to some of like the 2015 stuff i'm like oh my god why did i do that like what was i thinking um <laughs> like so some of some of the tracks i'm not so fond of now so it's it's just been like a real evolution in sound um in that I've been able to kind of um, really build um, on my production um, technique and style. Like it's 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 really um, really kind of changed. And yeah, there's an evolution in sound for sure. Um, and it's a lot more um, cohesive. Um, so El Paradiso is really kind of like light and. Um, almost like positive um but ambient at the same time um the chords are more kind of um even major or minor there's no kind of like uh atonal aspects to it whereas um i have another uh, ep coming out later in the year and that is going to be it's called uh l'inferno which is like so basically, El Paradiso is heaven and L'Inferno is hell um, in Italian, I think. Um, and yeah, the, the second EP will be a lot darker. So it's I just made so many tracks that I needed to split them up and put, put them like that. Um, but yeah, I hope that makes sense. I feel like I'm rambling too a bit. <laughs> no no i but, i think i get it now and i definitely yeah. i can feel that levity that's what i was trying to get at but i like didn't mm -hmm. know how to say it so yeah, yeah. No, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> um so 
also, I know that uh, you kind of have been dipping into like visual production as well. I've watched yeah. a few like music videos, but then also um, there's some like loops that I've seen from you from like social media. Do mm -hmm. you see like, because visuals can be such a big part of like a DJ's performance. Do you see visuals yeah. as being integral to like the music itself and what it's trying to say? Or are you trying to create more of like an aesthetic backdrop? Do you see them as separate or intertwined? I, I, I mean, I, in my head, I kind of, I listen to music and I immediately envision like a, a concept, like a, a image concept, um, like uh, it's mostly colors. That's one thing that really kind of triggers in my brain. Like I'll hear a sound and it's, to me, it is one color. It's, it's really weird. Um, like I would say the, the kind of, the the tear me down is like a almost like a warm blue um and yeah like I, I, there's that but i think with the visuals and stuff like I, I i could definitely just release some music without the visuals um but i i think um a lot of it for me is very much uh promotion <laughs> um i probably shouldn't say that but um in order to get the engagement of people to actually listen to tracks, especially when instrumental, um, you kind of need to have a video. You need to have a TikTok moment or like a um, music video for people because I feel like in the digital era, we just have such short attention spans um, and we need something to focus on. Um, so it's kind of and appease to the uh, sixth sense, if you will. Yeah, I know you mentioned TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I am. I am. I got <laughs> it like uh, four weeks ago, and I've just um, had my first little like viral moment. I'm loving it, um, but also at the same time, I'm very against TikTok. Um, <sighs> but as an artist, you have to be on TikTok. Like, there's no other kind of like way around it like it's it's it is the music industry like it, it is the music industry currently um i mean i could make music without tiktok but i probably would get half the exposure and um i wouldn't be seen by anybody big in the music industry and i'd lose money and i'd probably be too uninspired you know what I mean it's, it's a shame it's a real shame that that's what it's come to but um it needed to be one social media app and it just happened to be TikTok and um, you know it's it's uh it is interesting um but I I was I was on this um call um with like a British uh record label um it wasn't for me but it was for like the general independent artist kind of um, wavelength, if you will. Like uh, it was just a, a meeting and they said that they'd signed an, a nine-year-old singer from TikTok. I was like, what? Nine years old, nine years old. Um, and yeah, it's just crazy.
crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, even as someone who isn't necessarily an artist, I definitely feel that pressure to like mm. curate my online existence and yeah. keep it updated. Like, do you feel like that puts pressure on you creatively or do you have to make compromises a lot? Yeah, I mean, I definitely like um, I, I try to keep my head out of um, the public sphere, but I, I can't really help it because, you know, the, the everybody uses social media now or everyone you communicate with. Like my mum uses social media probably more than me. Um, like she's obsessed with it, like Facebook and stuff like that and it's just like there's no way to avoid it every single person uses social media um and i feel like the pressure of it is that um is to kind of um play up um your kind of lifestyle and how things are going for social media um everything is like i feel like there's a magnifying glass to every single person um, and it's like if you don't post an Instagram within like five days of the last post, the algorithm will like shut you out. Like it's it's scary that this is the world we live in. Um, but it's also very interesting. And I've also kind of adapted the philosophy that, you know, with the, you can either be left behind or you can go with the flow. So I had to kind of join TikTok, which is a shameful moment but here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of grim isn't it <laughs> it is very grim well um i know that you also are the founder of what seems like a music blog for blog, independent yeah. artists that's viral music yeah viral music um yeah I, it was a project that i started last year just because I have so many friends that make music um, and I, I I really wanted to kind of spotlight them um, and kind of build a network where you know all these musicians that I love um, that don't get seen by a lot of people um, can be kind of like spotlighted um, and that was really what I wanted to do and it, it's become um, a lot like bigger now like there's I've, I've gone into like a Spotify playlisting um so there's some like playlists on the viral music site um that I, I I update every week um and I've been able to like review tracks have people send music to me um which is like it's been really inspiring um as a musician to hear all these um independent artists and the sound that they're making and you know network with people that are just like me um yeah it's been a really cool uh, thing to do yeah it seems like a really great idea for someone who's an artist themselves to kind of be in charge of um mm -hmm. i i read some of your interviews as well and i thought those were oh, great you. And I Thank would actually, so <laughs> I would like to steal a question from you sure. to ask you, sure. uh, what song do you wish that you oh, wrote and why? Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. You can't do this to me. Um, 
honestly, oh my God, it's gonna be have to be um, uh, Archangel by Burial. I know it's not a song. I know it's not a song written like it's it's a production, but I wish I made that song. Um, Burial's most popular track, but it's just it's incredible. Um, the soundscape is just out of this world. Um, the samples are also incredible. Um, the production, the the vibe, the the rainfall in the background, like everything about that track is amazing. But yeah, I could list a hundred songs, honestly. Um, but I think that's number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to choose. I also yeah. I love the album that it's from, and yes, untrue. Yeah. Oh wow. There's nothing like it. So no, literally. I guess with artists like Burial, like what inspires you most about, um, I guess, the genre that an artist like Mm -hmm. him or like trip hop artists exist in? Like what what is it about trip hop or I guess sample based electronic music Mm -hmm. that really appeals to you? Um, I think it's very British um, and that's something that I just love, like the kind of. I almost feel like um, I I get it. Like it's very like rainy, rainy nights in like England in like a, it it just seems like perfectly um, right. I don't really know how to explain it, but um, it's just, it's very like um, singular. I love the use of reverb. That's something that just like sonically, just it sounds so right and the sample drums um the like use of world instrumentation as well um and the vocals and the lyrical themes i think they the the kind of um the delivery that is almost like um it's not structured but it is um yeah like i i really do love uh trip hop um it was my mum who used to play um, Massive Attack in the car when I was a kid. And I feel like it kind of stuck in my brain. Um, and it's, it, I, I, yeah, it's just like, it's had a massive like hold on me and um, it's just been a massive influence. And yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool mom. My mom would just listen to like Madonna. <laughs> No, honestly, if my if my mom played Madonna, I would probably be a lot more hyped, and I'd probably be like topping the charts right now because I love Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It feels like maybe you choose to go with like the sort of more melancholy side of electronic music, whereas I think right now the moment is like hyper pop and computer music. Oh yeah. Like yeah. how? What are your thoughts on that, and why oh, is it that I, you stick with like this sort of um, yeah. melancholy? Um, I was actually um, in the middle of writing a hyper pop um, kind of piece on uh, viral music. Um, I won't go too in depth, but like, um, I think it is it's super interesting. Um, but I feel like there's a lack of like credit to artists like um i don't know if you've heard of like cascada um 
like uh, this genre called donk in the UK, um, and the and the Euro kind of pop sphere, and I feel like they it, it's so easy to to do. Um, a lot of people say pop um, is uh, one of the hardest genres to create, but I feel like hyper pop. Um, as what it is today is what um, kind of like 100 gets piece of music um, there's, I feel like there's only so much you can do to be honest um, so to be able to do like melancholy um, electronic music for me it, it's just it's, it's more of a challenge um, if that makes sense and it's more kind of um, emotional and raw like it feels it feels, it feels right um yeah that, that that's my kind of like take on it um, yeah it's it's almost like deeply personal and so i can see how mm -hmm. that like you said it, it'd be more challenging i guess for sure for yeah. sure you have you really have to open up um and like it, it's not like adhd music at all like it's the opposite it's like taking the time to like plan every single bar um and giving it space um yeah for sure but i also do love um hyper pop like there are some amazing tracks um i feel like it sounded like i kind of dissed it there but yeah of course <laughs> i think everyone needs a balance you know yes for sure <laughs> for sure it's like um you know there are some amazing like trashy pop songs out there that you know i feel like we all listen to like um you know the kind of like uh, cardi b's the olivia rodriguez's the all of those people ariana grande like it's it, it's it's inevitable you know you can't avoid it and it's it's not bad you know what i mean like it's it's amazing production but um i feel like as well it, it's it's more interesting when you find um an artist that isn't doing uh, pop productions um, because you, it takes more time to kind of understand where they're going with it. Um, and that's another reason why I love doing viral music because I can sit and listen to a track like five times and then on the sixth time it'll click um, as opposed to listening to like a regular pop song and, you know, I, I already know where they're going with it, so... Yeah, by yeah. the sixth time, you're like, I can't do this. <laughs> literally, literally, literally. It's... That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, so as we wrap this up, I just wanted to ask, what is next for you career-wise? I know that you have the CP coming out, mm -hmm. and then you also said you have one after that. Uh, is there, yeah. overall, though, is there any, like, planned that you have where you're going to go with the sound or what you hope to do when the pandemic is over? Yeah. Um, I really do want to, uh, go out there and do some, um, live, uh, gigs. I, um, I, I, I work uh, a lot with an artist called Shalom the Bass. And, um, we always talked about going on tour for Europe and, um, because we we had a song, well, her song Bounce that I produced, and it really took off. There was a moment where it took off and we just missed it because of the pandemic. So I'd love to uh, go on tour with her properly. Um, 
but yeah i, I think um i would really love to um work with an artist on a full body of work um obviously i have my two eps but i i'd really like to kind of um do an xx and kind of create have two other people and you know work that way um but yeah i think next uh in the short term i've got a remix ep coming out the 18th and then the uh actual EP will be out um, either April the 30th or May the 7th I can't confirm, I'm not too sure but it's one of those two um, and then yeah the, the that's El Paradiso um, but yeah <laughs> that All was right. a long plug <laughs> <laughs> no yeah thank you for sharing that and well I hope like best of luck to you and everything that you thank plan you so to much. do I think Honestly. that you've been in it for a long time and I can see like even over the past five years that you've grown as an artist and I'm sure you'll continue to. Thank you so much. It means so much that you've, uh, yeah, you've uh, let me on the show and I love the music that you guys have been playing. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much.